What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lightsout Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. A tuna milkshake, something different. I don't want to actually consume one. I didn't hate it. Get that out of your mouth. No way. It made it harder for me to get back into the, my country because of it. JJ, what? Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast we bring you the latest Chargers news, we preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest off-season content around. And that's exactly what we're going to do now. We're into the off-season. Staley is uh, got his feet under the desk, and we can't wait to see how free agency, the draft, and the uh, pre-season warm-ups all begin. Um, before we start, I want to pay tribute uh, it's been a sad sad couple of weeks for Chargers fans um, across the globe two two big names that have been part of our team of our franchise um, have passed away um, so our thoughts are with the families of Marty Schottenheimer and, and more recently Vincent Jackson it's, it's a really sad time um, I won't go into too much more than that just to say our thoughts are with, with, with you the families and uh um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a blow these last two weeks. Um, so you know, send, sending best wishes as we can from this podcast to anybody uh, related to those two um, guys. You know, it's it's been a bit difficult, but there is optimism and hope and and stuff coming around the corner for the Chargers. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, uh, we're going to all talk about that one big free agent signing we want for the Chargers. We've all got different names. Um, who is it that we really want to see? Uh, come and um, come and sign in the free agent market, um, and and also we're going to touch on some of the big themes that are hovering around the Chargers this off season. JJ Watt, you know, is he going to come to the Chargers? I want to get everyone's opinion on whether or not he's a fit, whether we think it's likely. Um, you know, do do we want him, uh, or or is he past his prime or guaranteed to go elsewhere? Um, we're going to have a little chat about the off season in general. And we're going to set you up ready for some more off-season content. We won't go into the draft too much, but hopefully I'll, we'll give a bit of a, a nod and a wink to the kind of players uh, we, we've been looking at. Um, so first up, I am joined by three amazing co-hosts. The whole cohort is with us. First up, El Capitan, Mr. John Wars Jr. It's not a good evening at all, Bez. Uh, Stephen Flesh has just scored for Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Unbeat. Oh, Unbelievable. So, you know, we only pick miserable football teams, don't we? Yeah, oh, Sheffield Wednesday God. on a road to nowhere. Other than that, all's well. <laughs> good. It's a good job there's optimism with the Chargers because it, 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 it stops us being too blue. Uh, um, John, how are you? Well, after a brief hiatus trying to separate myself from the um, sea shanty controversy, because, you know, I have a brand to think about here, uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> People loved it. Only no, only you and only you and was hated it. I got some lovely messages for that it's super shanty. The Weller Man. Um, I, I had to make tea. I had to make a work trip back to Chicago, and um, coming in, flying in, the custom agents asked me what were my relations to the she shanty. So just so you know, it made it harder for me to get back into the, my country because of it. So I'm distancing myself from this. <laughs> Mate, Dan Hollywood King, back me up here. You you liked it, right? Hey, Bez, it was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> being polite. <laughs> it, 
I didn't hate it. It's constantly on repeat in my house. <laughs> and, and do you know what? I, 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 it's not going to be a permanent feature. We, we've gone back to, to normality now. But, uh, you know, it, it was something a bit different. It's, it, did it not get to number one in the UK? Has it not Has it not reached you in, in uh, America yet, John? You know, reaching the top of the charts with the Weller Bez, Man. Look, Bez, a tuna milkshake something different. <laughs> I don't want to actually consume one. <laughs> I feel as if you're giving a bad rap to... Uh, to uh, these things but I liked it I enjoyed it I got good comments so you know up yours uh, to anyone who didn't like it no I'm joking it's, it's gone it's gone in the bin room 101 down it goes um, you know let's, let's let's revive an old classic what are we drinking tonight tuna milkshake <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god tuna milkshake you're probably on water no a cup of tea not microwave for all our friends in the United States. Well, I had to make my glorious return with my glorious home-brewed iced coffee, uh, courtesy of my friends at Brit. Um, it's a good, it's a classic. You can't go wrong. You gotta love the coffee. Jealous. Dan, have you got something magic, Dan? No, I've just got raspberry Pepsi Max. I mean, it's pretty no, I magic. Tried it. But... Is it nice? Dan, yeah, I'm a your big fan. drinks have gone right down the hill since we got eliminated from the chance of reaching the playoffs. What about <laughs> all these random beers that you used to drink? Well, the baby's I... here, now you're under the thumb. No, no. You see, what happened was I discovered Pacifico Clara, and that's yes. where my beers have been. Right. <laughs> and it is a superb drink, better than Corona. Um, my wife bought me Copperberg rum, and I am on a piece. You know, we, we've got this week off, uh, chilling, watching, looking at the free agent market. With my with my rum and my Pepsi Max cherry, might have to add some raspberry because I never tried it before. Um, but guys, you know what are you drinking at home? Tweet us. A couple of people have sent me messages saying they were on Pacifico Claro over the last few weeks, so maybe it's the drink of the podcast now. Uh, come join us on the train. Uh, right, first topic of the day. Uh, let's let's get it done because it's it's burning the radio airwaves. It, it's on on every blog. So let's get let's get it covered. JJ, what are we going to sign him? Was no, move on. No. <laughs> um, got a lot of respect for JJ, an absolutely phenomenal player, but I think with the fact that he's been carrying a few injuries, um, I don't think he'll come to the West Coast. I think we'll pass up on the option to uh, to sign him. Um, would it be a good move? Well, if you look at Melvin Ingram, the, the issues that we've had there with trying to keep him healthy, you know, we are struggling at pass rush, but we need someone that's going to give us 16 games. And I don't think JJ Watt gives us that. Um, it would probably be a great addition to the locker room, um, but I don't see him as being a viable option for the Chargers. I, 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 I love JJ Watt. I think he's a great person, a great player. Um, you know, and for all the reasons why they should probably add a guy like that to the locker room, I, I just think his best years are behind him and the chargers are focused on the years ahead of them. And I just don't think he fits in. I mean, there's a lot of other needs um, that they're going to have. And I, I think they can find someone in the draft or someone cheaper to fill that spot on the opposite end of Bosa, uh, as well as some internal guys who I think could potentially make a step in the new um, three, four base defense that Staley's going to put into place. So as much as I'd love to see JJ Watt, uh, in a Chargers uniform, I just don't think it's it's the right fit right now. So I'm out on JJ Watt. Dan, come on, you're surely aboard the Watt train. Um, if we'd still got Derek, yeah. Um, 
But I can't see him going anywhere other than Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I'm with you on that, Dan. I can't see him going what? anywhere else, but yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. I don't think he wants the money. I don't think I think he wants to compete and I think he wants to uh to go and join the brothers. It just makes too much sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean I like him. I'd I'd I'd, I'd like the name. Oh I yeah, mean, definitely. You know, you know, you go in the free agent market and there's a lot of talent this year and it's going to be an interesting year because people have got to, you know, the cap's going down for the first time in about a decade. But, you know, how people use their money and how people access the free agent market is going to be fascinating. JJ Watt, brilliant. I'd love him. I would adore him. Um, Sell so many jerseys. Think... Yeah, to be fair, you know, you know, LA market coming across, but but I just don't think... I don't think it's the right move for the franchise with other holes to fill. I mean, that is a hole. You know, that is a hole. Don't get me wrong. Ingram's not coming back, in my opinion. But um, I, I think you can ignore OT in the draft. You can go and get a Gregory Rousseau. You could go and, if you're going to spend money, go and get Yannick Ngakaway. You know, there are various options. JJ Watt is not the one. And I'm guaranteeing he isn't coming. Don't get excited, Chargers fans. It's a bit like Brady last season. They're going to tease us. We're going to be mentioned. It's going to be narrowed down with the Chargers still talking to him. And then he'll choose to go to the Steelers as he wants to all along. Um, okay, right. So, you know, we're talking about free agency. It's a big part that shapes the off-season. So I'm interested in one player, one name that you guys want don't care about the money. Don't care. You're Tom Telesco. Who are you signing? Let's start with. Come on, Was. You're burning to go. I'm pretty sure you won't have even got one. Who are your? Who, what's your list? So I did. I did start looking around at the um, offensive line, and then at the eleventh hour, I was like, "Hang on a minute. We've 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 got a player that's just about to leave the building. We need to bring him back. That's Hunter Henry. You know, tight end is just one of a few positions that we need to fill going into 2021. Offensive tackle, you know, is 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 imperative because we need to get the best out of Herbert and the best way to do that is protect him. I think we can do that in the draft, um, but I think we, we really need to bring Hunter Henry back. We don't need to be dipping into the um, uh, draft this year to get a tight end. Henry's proved himself. He's managed to stay healthy, and I think we re-sign him uh, on March the 17th and bring him back. And, I th- you know, that's, that's the... the the, the primary one for me, if it's just one choice, that's where I'm going on to Henry. Did you have any um, players that are not on the Chargers roster that, that tempted yeah. you? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I don't think he would come anyway, and his, his salary is an average of 18.2 million, but Trent Williams, uh, the highest graded uh, tackle, uh, according to a certain website. Um, and there's a, there's another guy as well, I'm, I'm not going to mention his name, because I think uh, Dan's going to uh, opt for him, but... Yeah, I, I, I do believe that the um, the, the Niners have, have, have got a great player in Trent Williams. Whether or not they, they opt to bring him back, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Um, it'd, be, it'd be great if uh, if the Chargers went and got him. 33 years old, he's still got something to give. I mean, Whitworth still playing at a high level, wasn't he, in his late 30s? So there's no reason why, um, you know, Williams couldn't. Um, so he was the other guy that I was looking at. Yeah, I love it. Um, John, you know, have you got different names? I do, and I'm going to kind of cheat. So I'm going to do an either-or either, either or situation here. Um, and for me, it's all about the offensive line. And to be honest, it's all about the interior offensive line for me in free agency. Uh, I think trying to get yourself a, a high-quality tackle left or right is going to cost you a pretty penny. I don't know if that's the best way 
to fill those needs. I, I think the draft is still the best way to fill that left tackle of the future. And I think we have Balaga and a couple other guys who can handle the right tackle. Um, so for me, I'm looking at the interior offensive line, and there are two guys that stand out to me, both on the same team. And I think the team does not retain both. I'm talking about the Patriots, and I'm talking about their guard slash centers. Uh, David Andrews, who's the, who is the guard who was injured for most of this year, and um, Thune, who came in, who is their left guard, and came in and played center after Andrews went down. So I think that the Chargers need a center. I think both of the guys can play center. And actually, both of them could kick out and play guard if needed. So I think that they're, they're both very good at what they do. They're both versatile. They're mean in the in the run game. They're solid in the pass game. So for me, if I'm looking for uh, for you know maybe a cap casualty or, or just someone that a team's going to have to make a hard decision on, I'm going to look at those two interior offensive linemen at the Patriots and go, hmm, whoever they don't. Uh, bring back because I think they're in a rebuilding year. I think the you know the cap's going down. I think they're going to have some some of that to think about. I, I don't know if they retain both of them. And I think if one of them hits free agency, I think you got to go after one of the two. Uh, so either of those two would be a great addition to this offensive line, in my opinion. Great, John. Just interject, interject there. It's a great shout. There's about an eleven million dollar swing there between uh, Andrews and Thune. So uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see whether or not. Um, we sort of be aggressive and, and, and offer Thune a little bit more um, than what he's getting now or, or whether we, we take Andrews a cheaper option. But yeah, two great shouts there. Well, I mean, for me, it's about moving them to center. So if if it's going to be a bidding war between us and the Patriots, I don't want to do that for a center. Um, Andrews, I think, because because his recent injury, he's older. I think Thune stepped in and took over that position for the, for the Pats. I think Andrews becomes an affordable option to anchor the center, much like when they brought in Pouncey to anchor the center, hopefully with less injuries. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Andrew, to me, is, it would be my target. But if they decide not to let him go uh, and, you know, Thune becomes too expensive, I could see that. And if he wants to be a really good guard, I'm fine with that, too. Um I think there are there are centers in the draft, like a Wyatt Davis, you could potentially get in a round two. Um, so, you know, but for me, it's got to be interior offensive line here. Dan, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I think the player that was alluded to was, um, I was looking at Alejandro Villanueva, uh, the left tackle of the, tech, of the um, Steelers. Um, maybe they'll be more prepared to let him go if they're spending big on JJ Watt. Who knows? Um, but I don't think he's missed a game in the last four years. Um the certain website grades him as 20 full points higher this past season than our left tackle, Sam Tevy. Now, I don't think we'll go that direction. Um, as John mentioned, it's it's probably the draft, the first round of the draft at least, um, and you could look interior. And there's, there's an ex-charger I was looking at as an interior player. Um, again, don't think it'll happen, but DJ Fluke is still out there. Um, playing fairly well at guard now um, but my pick <laughs> my pick for the the free agent i want us to sign is one i want us to bring back is jason barrett oh i like that i like that a lot dan dan you want, the want to look cheaper, tour or what <laughs> yeah damn right if we want to go cheaper then uh, <laughs> i mentioned a couple of weeks ago um darius williams of the rams cheap only really played one full season but played that season under Brandon Staley and played really well I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see some lesser names from the Rams come across your special teams your defensive fringe players like that great call um, I mean I like the name Villanueva 
I it don't is fun to I, say. I, it is actually. It is. Um, the thing is, is that you know, I, I'm this lone wolf that I don't think we're going to be drafting a tackle in the first round. Right? Everyone else seems dead set on it, and I think we're going defense. And I'm calling it here, guaranteeing it. You know, I will be that voice on Twitter saying, "I told you so." When we take Gregory Rousseau or or Paul Adebo or someone defensively minded, uh, you know, I like Patrick Sertain at cornerback. That's going to happen. Um, and I think you know the team is really well set up and balanced right now that we could choose to target defense in the free agent market and then draft uh, in the draft other way around or a bit of both right it's a really good position now to do so and the, and there are players out there that will improve us where we need to be improved um Villanueva ticks my boxes because he is an above average left tackle and don't forget a second Justin Herbert set rookie records and was a franchise quarterback behind one of the worst o-lines in the NFL so you don't necessarily need to go and make it the best o-line in the NFL you need to improve it so bring in him. Don't forget, we have just hired former Steelers offensive line coach Sean Sarrett, who worked with Villanueva. So that that makes sense. I like it. Um, I, can I, I, can I stop? Like, can I stop yeah. on that line of thinking? I've I've heard this multiple times now. Oh, we brought in you know a, a Steelers offensive line coach, and he's worked with Villanueva, and it's a good fit. Didn't we say the same thing about Brian Bulaga last year? And was that not pretty much a failure? So, and I know injuries yeah. were a big part of it, but Villanueva is an older tackle who's going to, yeah, maybe he hasn't missed in four seasons, but it, it doesn't take but a couple months into a new age and all of a sudden injuries start piling on, right? We see it all the time in the NFL. You fall off a cliff, you, it, it, you're done for, right? I mean, yeah, he, he can probably be, man, you know, serviceable for a few years, but Villanueva's age really scares me and I don't buy the narrative that just because someone worked with him in the past means they're going to be any good, uh, you know. I mean, look what happened. We we saw Tarad was supposed to be very good, and he couldn't even get on, stay on the field for more than a game. So, I mean, I just I don't know. It scares me. Wait, what? <laughs> well, that's because yeah. someone snapped him. Um, the thing is, is that um, you know, that, do you not know that the do you not know that Sean and uh, Villanueva braided each other's hair at halftime? Okay. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that I just don't think you're gonna get. I, I know people want this young left tackle in the first round to revamp the O line, but they have. They have issues. They take a while to settle in. Uh, whereas if you bring in, you know, a mobile Justin Herbert behind a Villanueva or, you know, my number one is is perhaps Brandon Scherf from from the Redskins. There is injury there for for Brandon, but he is an elite guard slash tackle. Adds versatility. Um, you could have I like Corey Lindsley at centre from the Packers in particular. There are options in the free agent market. They're a little older um, that could improve the O-line without needing to spend that first round draft pick um, Staley's defensive he, he go and let him get his, his man in the first round um, you know a bit different but but that's that's where I'm coming from um, but I am going to put out a completely different name to, to everyone else I'm going to say that we need to light up the NFL we are Los Angeles where is the big splashy Hollywood pick that gets everyone going and it isn't JJ Watt you know I, I like that I like the idea of pulling a, an Oakland A's and signing the, the veteran name that everyone puts in their shirt no, no, no. I think I know where I'm you're going, going here where am I going, no. I'm going... No, no, you go first you go first <laughs> I am going to picture David Clowney just to no I'm not I'm really not just the face I'm looking at him was he's livid okay well let me throw out this then how about go on then. a 33-year-old 
former seventh round pick, um, former two-time pro, pro bowler so far in his career, former first team all pro. Um, what about Pat McAfee? He's a big Chargers fan now, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I, I am really enjoying his content if I'm being honest um, there's a better name uh, starting with Pat uh, that I like on the free agent market um, and I think at 31 year old he's slowed down a little bit but he and he hasn't been the completely dominant corner that we've seen but if we aren't going to dry if I'm wrong I'm not wrong but if I'm wrong and we're going to draft O-line in the first round that means we need to improve our cornerbacks elsewhere so why not bring in Patrick Peterson from from the Cardinals? I think he's got years remaining. He's a leader. You can bring him in and and, and potentially revamp your, your your defensive back position. There are options, um, but I think Brandon Brandon Scherf is my number one. Bring him in the Redskins guard. I think we're all similar. I think we've all set a tackle. Uh, you cannot fix. Did John? Did you not say that you can't fix the O line just by drafting the left tackle in the first round? There, it, it is deeper than that. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think it's a overhaul that's needed and we're going to see a little bit of draft, a little bit of free agency, a little bit of Monica. No, uh, I won't go there. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be a fascinating free agent market and a, free, and a completely amazing off-season to be a Chargers fan because you have this amazing potential behind Justin Herbert and how Staley comes in and revitalises the LA franchise that's already won the battle for LA, I will point out, how he takes us to the next level to make us Super Bowl contenders. He has a great team and he has all the tools in his arsenal to do so. Um, I think we're excited um, about that. Um, guys, there, there's some bigger news than just the free agent market where the charges are concerned. Uh, there's a certain a special teams coordinator disappeared from the charges website, was? Yeah, George Stewart disappeared I don't know where he's gone <laughs> are you happy are we celebrating yeah I think I think so I think it's, it's, we've, we've we've had a clean sweep haven't we of the uh, the coaching tree strength and conditioning coach uh, John Lott's gone clearly uh, Staley's come in with his, with his own vision with his own mind if you look at the offensive side of it you know we, we've brought in uh, Lombardi um, Dave from 49ers Kevin Cogan from Green Bay. Um, it's all looking promising. It's almost as if Staley's gone, right, you know what, I'm going to surround myself with quality on, on the offence. I'm a defensive mind. I can take care of that. You know, we, we've we've got a quality controller. We're now starting to look at sports uh, performance and, and catching up with what everyone else is doing. And I think that's the way forward. Um, no one can say that we've, we've come into the 2021... Um, unprepared um i've got full faith in telesco to pull off some uh, decent picks in the draft and then it's just a case of keeping people healthy isn't it if you if you're keeping up with tabs what's going on with the charges justin herbert's been he's back in training he's lifting weights he wants to get up to over 240 pound and still have the speed which is great which means he's gonna have to work hard i believe it was about 220 pound wasn't he um at oregon um, he's going to go away. F forget all the, forget all the, all the sort of theory side of it. The, the guy's a genius when it comes to knowledge. You know, if he can work on his technical side, he's going to come back a really, really, really good um, football player. You know, it was really, really good 
going into last season um, he's going to be even better um, coming into 2021 so it's all looking promising well I'm going to make a little bit of a prediction um, and I, th- I think this is what we're going to see this off season so again mark my words write it down write it down call me out on it later if I'm wrong <laughs> I'm not wrong I'm never wrong um, but ultimately you know there is a reduction in the cap Covid has affected our sport and I think there's going to be a lot of one-year prove-it deals. I think there will be bargains to have. I think you're going to see players come in and instead of saying, oh, I'll take I'll take less because the cap's reduced and I'll sign a long-term deal, they're going to go out there and they're going to take um, one-year deals to, to wait to see if COVID passes and the cap rises and they can get more money. Um, I think Hunter Henry is going to test the market. I, I think we'll struggle to sign him. I agree with you. I think he's absolutely essential. I don't want to be spending my 13th pick on Kyle Pitts and I don't want to be... I don't know, going in and trying to sign some scrub off the street in the free agent market. Hunter Henry is a prized... Say? Onion from Green Bay. Do you know what? He was incredible. I I thought he was a fantastic emerging character, but I think you go and you sign Hunter Henry and you put doubt to rest at the tight end position. And and, and you might have to spend a bit of our capital to do so, but it's worth it. Um, And then you free yourself up because you don't want to be worrying about tight end when they're up offensive line defensive lines to be filled um you might even see surprise surprise i think ingram's gone but you might see a one-year rental deal to fit to bring him back don't think he'll leave the division i'm predicting he stays in the division um i think it's more likely he goes but somewhere else but um you know i'm excited and um i'm really positive i'm really looking forward to seeing the direction staley takes us i mean my, my question i'm going to throw out to you um do you think telesco will abandon his draft first and coupon tom approach or do you think the Rams' bold approach will will come across with Staley, and we might take some more shots at the fences? Yeah, I think that when you think when you're looking at what's going to happen this year, and and you know, does the philosophy change? I think that there is, I think there's going to be a renewed emphasis on, um, you know, on on, gra- on making the signings that are going to move the needle. Um, so I don't. I don't think we've seen we've seen the end of Coupon Tom necessarily, but I think we've seen maybe the end of him being Coupon Tom in the offensive line. I think he's realized that is a position that you you got to spend money on. So I don't. It, it's hard for me to say. You know, it, does he completely abandon his ways? Because I don't think so. I think that's just ingrained in the nature of hey, we're we're not going to overpay free agents to make the splashy move. But I think that they're going to be willing to spend a little bit more to get the more quality player, because I think just the repeated misses on the offensive line are going to force Telesco's hand. And if he continues to fail to build on the line, I think that's going to be a problem. Can he make, you know, cheap investments, at, you know, an older wide receiver like a Marvin Harrison, you know, can he make cheap investments, you know, for, you know, like a, an aging player on defense? I think those are all definitely within the realm of possibility, but I think the offensive line I think he. I don't think he can continue to do what has basically failed the last five or six years, and that's sign these middling to low end offensive tackles and offensive guards, and then hope that it works out. Because at this point, Herbert is one injury away from Telesco being fired for his inability to protect him. That's just my opinion. Well, you know, the offense has. To, will Telesco say he's failed when he's, you know, got Herbert to be the rookie hero, the groat, as I like to call it? And uh... Bez, you talk about um, obviously COVID hitting the salary cap. We haven't mentioned Mike Williams. Does he come back? 
We all resigned him and then John told us off for doing so. And now I feel more well, and more of an idiot. Fifteen million dollars well, seems a lot to save in this market. This is it. He's, he's going to be um, a highly paid wide receiver if we bring him back as a, as a fifth year option. And you know, this is another headache that Telesco has got to figure out. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not being. A, this is not derogatory, but with Herbert under centre, you know, the amount of uh, players that caught passes off him in 2020. You could argue that you could you could probably put a middle of the road uh, wide out out there, and if if he's got if he can get separation, he's going to catch the football. Um, so, you know, just because of how how good Herbert is um, to make plays, so you know, Mike Williams is a bit of a red herring. Do we do we stick or do we twist? And and if and if we you know if we release him and and let him go on, that releases another chunk of uh, salary cap. That allows us to go and spend it, invest it in other areas, and it is a big, big chunk that you can do stuff with in in this in this unique off season where you can go and revamp your team for a Super Bowl run with you know if you have the cash available, fifteen million dollars, and I'm I'm, I'm coming, John. You've convinced me. You've changed my mind. Fifteen million dollars on a underused, contested ball catcher like my I love the guy, but that's what he is. Is is too much money? That is a pre-COVID contract, and if you have an out. Him, Trey Turner, Hayward, maybe you pull the plug. Maybe you reset the franchise now and you you take the opportunity to get rid of the big contracts, salary caps dropped, and you, you refresh. You know, if, if Hayward becomes Verrett for cheaper, Mike Williams becomes a third round draft pick for cheaper, Trey Turner becomes Brandon Scherf, something like that. You know, do you do it? Do you spend your money more wisely? I think Tlesko has a chance. And I have the trust and the faith. But I do, I agree. I think he's going to start taking shots. I think he's going to start swinging for the fences on, on smart bets. This is the year to do it. And I'm, I'm super excited. Well, I think um, John mentioned the the low to middling O-line. And doesn't see us just picking up those guys. But with, with Corona as we've mentioned with COVID um, you mentioned more likely to get some players on short deals um, more one year, then pick it up afterwards. Once things start ramping up and the cap goes up. And I think we're likely to see us sign some low to middling um, O-linemen people like Sam Tevy. Um, I, I think we've got a chance of bringing back a lot of familiar faces just because it's, they're known quantities, they're known entities, and we don't have to have this new staff go out and review all of these players um, when they may well just bring back some of the guys that we don't really want, but are better options in terms of value and already knowing the, um, well, they won't know the system because the system will change, but knowing the organization. I think we'll see a lot of a lot of returning players on defense too. I think someone like um, Damien Square, um, Isaac Rochelle, I think they're both free agents again. I think will find their way back onto the roster. I'm also kind of leaning towards not re-signing Mike. Um, I, I just really like Curtis Samuel and I want to see him. You too. I want to see Curtis Samuel here. Um, just, I know he's not like a fantastic stats guy or anything, but I always like watching him play, especially I think there was one play 
couple of years ago where Curtis Samuel took it one way and had to completely cross back across the field to gain like he ran like 50 yards for a 10 yard score um and um there's there's definitely one free agent I don't see us bringing back in um Tyrod hey, oh, could, uh, but he took he took that injection so well. <laughs> he did. He, he really took one for the team. Um, how how has he not signed with Detroit yet? Like, how, yeah, exactly, how, has, right? <laughs> how has Lynn not brought him over to Detroit? Like, that should, that should have been the first thing he he'll, did he'll get as there. offense coordinator. Is, you know, his press conference should have been, it's great to be in Detroit. I'm excited. Here's Tyrod Taylor, our new quarterback, starting quarterback over Jared Goff. <laughs> Poor Jared. Poor Jared. Out of the frying pan with, with you know... With the Rams and then into did, fire. Did you Detroit see the and... the interview the new Detroit head coach gave, um, like his oh his God. signing conference, where he's like, "You knock us down, we'll bite your kneecap off, and then we'll bite the other kneecap off." And it's just like, <laughs> "Okay, guy, chill." Like I know there was the no whole chill. we go out, we hit people in the mouth thing, but chill. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm having a I'm having a bet on the Detroit going uh, oh, 16. sixteen between him and Sirianni. Uh, in Philly, I'd rather have someone pumped up and biting kneecaps and being aggressive than somebody who's saying, you know, who just had, who doesn't seem to know what they're supposed to say on the podium, can't describe how he's going to make the team better. And when he's asked about, hey, how are you, what are you going to do on offense? They're like, well, we're going to, we're going to make it simple so people can understand it. And then, but, but, but I mean, I mean, the defense won't understand it, but it'll be simple for us to understand. I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'd rather I'd rather be complicated and kneecap biting <laughs> than super simple. I don't know. I just ugh. So I, I, mean, I just you know Staley, you, Staley looks better if, every if, time I see a new head coach uh, press conference. I'm just more and more happy with the Staley hire. Oh, completely agree. Agre- agreed, agreed. And, and if you if you know if if you're new to the sport and we have to say to you, you know the Eagles were. Super Bowl champions recently, and and this is the way that they, their you know the, the last few scenes have gone, and this is who they hired. You'd be like, what? How's that happened? Well, that's just the that's the NFL for you. It it can change overnight, can't it? Um, absolutely crazy. But John's absolutely right. Staley, the appointment looks really good, and go back to the quarterback situation. We're we're one of about ten teams that have got a guaranteed starter. The 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 quarterback merry merry go round started, hasn't it? And I am glad we're not in that conversation of who who's going to be our starter quarterback next season. But who's going to be our backup? Season. We don't need one. Easton Stick, obviously. <laughs> what what more do you need? Easton. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Joe Joe Brady's bringing those special Taysom Hill packages, but now they're going to be special Easton Stick packages. You... Come on, load it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam Newton packages. Just think, he's complete um, opposite to um, Herbert in terms of personality, and would bring such a different dynamic to that locker room. That I mean, when you watch their uh, the Carolina playoff you've, you've, season, you get that that pure energy and joy Cam Newton that I think would benefit any locker room. Don't let him play. Because we all saw what um, happened in it, New England last year, but bring him in. If Herbert turns up, if Herbert turns up <laughs> to work on week one wearing a crazy hat and a headscarf, I'm blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it, you know, it's going to be fascinating, guys. It's going to be. You can move in so many different directions. I think we're blessed. I think we need to be positive and be super excited um, because just think about where we are now. We've moved from 
you know, goat rivers to groat Herbert. We've moved from dump of st- uh, sorry dumpster fire Lynn to analytical defensive genius Staley, um, and we have a chance to get rid of the deadwood on our team and fix ourselves for a Super Bowl run. Who's coming with us? Um, you know, because because the train's leaving the station. Jump on board, and uh, and let's go get that get get that ring. We're talking about positivity. Here come Kyle and Wooldog from the Charger Chat podcast. What are you guys doing here? Ah, they're hijacking the podcast. Guys, you know, we've taken over our podcast. Thanks for joining uh, today. I'm, I'm joined by the Charger Chat boys. I, I want to know about your podcast. Tell me all about it. Yeah, um, so... We're three fans from San Diego. My big brother is Kevin. He's one of our co-hosts. He was unable to join us today. Um, but him and Adam, Wooldog, Wooly, we went to high school together. Um, and we were Charger fans the whole way through. And I just remember um, going up and hanging out with them and when they were in college and watching Charger games. And um, we just kind of had a – there was a spot that was missing. Um, when they moved to L.A., we're San Diego fans. So I've, I'm still here in San Diego and – have felt the brute of a lot of the the unhappy fans. Um, and we just wanted to be able to talk still. We're kind of spread out all over the place. Adam's in um, Idaho. Kevin's in Missouri. I'm still in San Diego. So it was just like, a, let's create some kind of a community. Even if it's just us three bozos talking and no one ever listens. At least it's a, it's a regularly scheduled time for us to get together, um, talk about football, talk about the Chargers that we love. So... Um, yeah, we, we record weekly. Um, we let our episodes come out usually on Tuesday afternoon. Um, it's a lot of banter. We will be the first to tell you we're not professional analysts. Um, we're not employed by ESPN. We don't even have a sponsor for our podcast. Uh, we yet. just do it because we love yet. we love the we love the team. No sponsor right yet. yet. Yeah, it's coming. We, we keep saying on this one we have no one yet, but it's coming. Someone <laughs> sponsor these guys. Sponsor us now. <laughs> I will say though, pretty if you listen to any of our episodes, don't don't give up early. And if you are about to give up, fast forward to the very end because Adam is um, a professional voice artist. Like, is that what you would say, Adam? Uh, that's pro- yeah, uh, yeah, voiceover artist. There's so many different iterations I've heard <laughs> yeah, of that, yeah. but yes. But Adam does these <laughs> awesome. He like since we don't have any sponsors, he basically makes up these awesome sponsors for us and does voiceover <laughs> commercials. And they're hilarious. So you have to you have to go give one of those a listen. Yeah, if we can't if we can't get sponsors, we might as well make some up. You know, <laughs> yeah. just to at least sound a little bit more professional than we are. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that was always our goal. Is we just we wanted to have fun and we wanted to be positive. It's so unfortunately easy to be negative about uh, the Charger situation. I mean, consistently. I mean, we 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 still haven't won a Super Bowl, so it's easy to fall into negativity. But there's so much. It's just so much more fun to be positive, especially with these two Duggan brothers. So uh, it's it's just it's a blast every week just to talk to these guys. Yeah, our tagline is we're the shamelessly positive podcast. Yes, that's what I like to hear. We, we sort of said the same thing. I mean, you know, we, we I went to the Wembley game, um, which was incredible. And, and you sort mm. of get this narrative mm. that there's not many Chargers fans. And actually, I went there and the stadium was packed full. We, we had an entire pub full of Chargers fans uh, and all from everywhere, oh. like Germany and Denmark. My and heart. It, and so, you know, ours <laughs> is a bit more global um, and, yeah. uh, and and got some random places. There's a guy in Somalia listening to us. It sounds a bit random, but yeah. Wow. But, um, you know, thank you for having me on. I, I had a little chit-chat with, with Kev, came on your podcast uh, yeah. a few weeks back, and it was, it was a privilege. And I think what we're discovering is 
you know, when I first started getting into NFL, maybe ten years ago, it was quite a new thing with with the with in England, and there wasn't a lot. And now there's loads. We have a really really good community, so it's it's quality to listen to you guys. And um, you know, Kev sort of said, oh. You, like listening to your English voice, and it's exactly the opposite for us. I like listening to you guys and your American voices. <laughs> well, know. that's that's great. This sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> then um, I'm curious now that you mentioned it with uh, at least Charger fans making their way out there. Have you ever come across any uh, rival fans, any Raider fans, or Chief fans, or anything like that? Or is it is Chargers got a pretty good uh, stronghold you know out what? there? So you you have this thing, we talk about this a little bit on the podcast and we, we bemoan it, that in England, Raiders uh, are a fashion accessory. And so you'll see someone mm. uh, you'll see someone mm. in town and you'll say, oh, Raiders is it, I'm a Chargers fan, and they have no idea what they're wearing on their head. Right. And, yeah, uh, ah. so, so I've seen them around, You've, I've never met or heard from a Chiefs fan. So when the Super Bowl comes around, I couldn't care less. Um, you just get Patriots and Seahawks sure. fans, 90% of the UK, unfortunately. Glory supporting people. Mm. Wow, the Patriots fan. That seems a little uh, <laughs> yeah. against yeah. the uh, the idea of it, doesn't like, it? Do you know what? You know, it's just so true. I know. But there's quite a lot of us that we're America files. You sort of think, oh, it's it's the, it's the British hating on it. But we love America. I love everything about yeah. sort of looking across the pond. And you have such good sports, better than better than bloody soccer. I can't even call it that. Better than football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been it's been a big big off season. Uh, sorry, start to the off season. Um, we got mm. rid of we got rid of Anthony mm-hmm. Lynn. Um, I think some of us right. were happy with that. There was a few not so much. But we mm. when I came on your podcast, just I recorded with Kev just before we announced the hiring of Staley. And I said on mm. the time that mm-hmm. it was down to two candidates. I think most of us thought Brian Dabble was going to be hired. And then he wasn't, didn't go anywhere. So um, are you guys happy with Staley? Would you prefer someone else? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, we're shamelessly positive. So whatever they decided, we were hyped on. Um, I think we all anticipated um, Dabble as well. Um, one of our fierce supporters of the Chargers, Craig, um, who is on our podcast quite a bit, um, he he was all in, and so we kind of got on that train a little bit, and um, you could see the potential. Like it made sense, right? The offensive-minded guy with this young quarterback. Um, but the more we hear about uh, Staley, the more interviews he does, um, the excitement continues to grow about what he's going to be able to do with the team, with being on the front edge of analytics and um, getting. I don't know. It's just getting the most out of players is what what I want to see, you know. And I think when you can get the most out of players, like. Even if it's not the stars, which he he does as well, but that's where special teams get better. When you could take those guys that are kind of the bottom third of your your um, roster, and you can get the most out of those guys, that's when your special teams gets better, and that's where we are absolutely horrific. Uh, that's where we could win quite a few more games, is just to just just to bump up the special teams a tiny bit. So I don't know. I think every aspect of what has happened so far this offseason we're excited about. Um, now the players start are going to start to roll out and see what happens with the draft and uh, free agency. But so far, the Charger Chat podcast is all in on uh, Staley. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the hype can be infectious, and you know, as as we mentioned, it was just Dable, Dable, Dable. So once you hear Dable, it's like you can't get that name out of your head. But learning more about Staley as we've picked him up, um, I I couldn't be more excited. Every move that has happened has seemed to be in the positive direction as far as a positive change. Um, so I, I couldn't be happier with the Staley. But I, I mean, as we mentioned, we're shamelessly positive. 
if if it was one of the other coaches that we would have picked up, we still would have been just as hype about it because right. it's just it's something new and something different. But as we learn more about some of these other coaches that got picked up by other teams, because there were a multitude of teams that needed new coaches, uh, I feel like we really lucked out with Staley. I mean, as far as his ability to uh, convey what it is that he wants to do is simple enough that anybody that like I didn't play football in high school and I you know I understand the game but I don't understand it quite on the level as Kyle the coach Doug and he is our token <laughs> coach so that way he can explain it to us and dumb it down for us so when Staley explains some of those things it's like even I can understand what it is that he's talking about or what his goals are so it's really exciting that you know, you get that from him, especially going from somebody like Anthony Lynn, who I love Anthony Lynn, like he's a great guy, but he plays everything so close to the chest and Staley does too. But you felt like you were getting a little bit stonewalled whenever you heard, heard reporters talking to Anthony Lynn. It was just like giving kind of very short answers, not necessarily going too in depth as far as what his plans are or what um, his hopes were, I guess, for the team. This just feels a little bit more inspirational. It feels a bit, it's just exciting. It's just, it's a great thing. Yeah, it feels like we sort of entered the 21st century. Analytics will come into th- play. Um, and, and I'm right. excited about that because, you know, it's a modern game of football. You need to look at what's what's going on. You need to make a plan. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Anthony Lynn, I love the guy. You know, we watched Hard Knocks over here yeah. in the UK and he's there with his cigar and he's grilling on the barbecue and you're like, I love this guy. <laughs> Man's like, man, this is yeah. man. And then he just lets us all down dramatically. And, um, you know, you know and I'm, right. I'm really excited because Herbert balled out and, and, and you can't, there are, there are problems. Big time. There are things to improve. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, I think the bigger improvement to win games is special teams and defense. So, you know, you bring in a defensive-minded genius who is analytical and can can give this team a bit of a kick up the arse into the 21st century. And um, I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's going to win us games. And if we're 7-9 and nine and we're making big, bad errors all over the field on special teams and defense, you know, what are we going to be with just a small improvement? I think it'll be bigger, but, you know, let, let's see. Um, I mean, talking about improvements, everyone is all up in the offense's face for the draft. We're going to have a tackle. It's going to be, you know, everyone wanted, who, who is it? Penai Sewell. Everyone thought we'd have him and yeah. we, we've dropped. Everyone wants an OT. And I don't think so. I think the improvement is on defense. And, and I, I think I'm a lone wolf on this one. So guys, are you, are you, are you, are you with me? And you're going to go defense, maybe, maybe Russo on the edge or a cornerback, or are you, are you firmly on the offensive tackled side of the ball for the draft? Adam has strong feelings. I'll let you start off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I it's it was something that has been so frustrating as a Charger fan. I mean, going all the way back to Philip Rivers was Philip Rivers was just the man. We loved him as a quarterback and so consistently we would just see that line just either crumble around him or turn into Swiss cheese and let guys in and especially those last few years for Rivers it was the throws felt frantic. They felt not not confident in his throws because it's just you got to get the ball out, got to get it out. These these defenses are just rushing you. So while I agree that we do still need some help on the defensive side, um, I, I, you got to protect Herbert, man. I mean, he played well under pressure last year, which was admirable. Like that's something that you want, especially in a young quarterback that still has a lot more time left on his. Uh, tenure with the chargers and can only improve from here uh i feel like you got to protect that like that is the future of this franchise and even when philip Rivers started i feel like his offensive line started out really strong but then just as the years progressed just not enough time and effort or uh 
and there wasn't as much time put into building that offensive line. I think on the defensive side, we have, I mean, you got Joey Bosa, man. I feel like Joey Bosa could take on every team by himself every every game. But um, I know that there are there are needs uh, on that side. It really it's just going to depend on what happens in free agency. Like we we there's going to be so many guys. I mean, there already are so many guys floating around out there as possibilities for the Chargers to pick up. If we pick them defense up in free agency, then yes, I think offensive line is going to be the focus on the draft. Or if we pick up offensive line in free agency, then it might not surprise me to pick up somebody defensive on that earlier pick in the draft. There's just we just we got to wait and see. We don't we don't know yet. It's that's part of the exciting too. It's almost like Christmas. You don't know what's in that Christmas present just yet, but as soon as you open it, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, and I I think one of the hard things about drafting an offensive line, um, offensive lineman first, which that's what I think we should do. Uh, I think offensive tackle has to be the move. But I think the hardest part is it's not a flashy, fun pick. You know, it's not drafting a quarterback. It's not drafting uh, a Mike Williams. It's not drafting um, a tight end or a say. It's not. It's not a fun pick, but it's a necessary pick. Um, and when you look at the cap space, I think um, personally, I would like to see two or three key pieces be added on the defense. Um, from carryover Staley guys. Um, we talked about it last night on our podcast, which will go out today at some point. Uh, but John Johnson, the safety from the Rams, I think he can plug and play right away. He's comfortable in that too high look. Uh, he knows Staley's scheme. He could go in there and help right away. Uh, and even uh, a Leonard Floyd type, outside backer that can rush, get after the quarterback who had a breakout year. He's probably going to get paid, but um, we know that from um popper's art- article um recently that he wrote um that they can they can adjust these these contracts they can top they can back load it so that way this year with the cap as it is i just think we need to go all in right now with the next four years that we have herbert on his rookie contract you have to go all out uh so i think that the the best thing to do is get those two or three pieces that the defense needs uh and free agency uh and then go heavy in the draft and the offense and i I think offensive tackle has to be addressed first. That's just a, a such a big position of need for us. Um, Belaga can't finish a, a, a season. Um, Tevi's probably out. He's a free agent, so he's going to go somewhere. Uh, so it just has to be addressed. It's a it's a gaping need in our in our team. Um, so yeah, uh, you're on your own, man. I'm I'm not looking defense first. I'm, round. I'm flying in the wind, mate. I am flying out here. Everyone is guaranteed. I'm going to put some money on this because everyone else is saying OT, OT, Ooh. and I'm having a sign in villain waiver from the uh, from the Steelers at left tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Andrews as the new centre. Resign Feeney, maybe Lamp as well. Still got some legs in him. You've got Turner's going to be healthy. Balaga's going to be healthy. And, and oh, don't talk about Trey Turner. Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> he needs to go. Yeah, man. He should have been let go three. Three days ago. There's big savings, yeah. to be fair. There's big savings <laughs> if he gets cut. But, um, yeah. you know, I just, I'm the only person out there, and I'll stand it. I will, I will die on yeah. this hill that, you know, you can go either way with it. And I like that. I like right. where Staley comes into it. He can take it in any direction. But yeah. I just think that you right. can go out and you can go and get a, a new O-line. And Herbert already, mm-hmm. already performed. So I think he already can. If you improve the O-line a bit in free agency... He's going to be fine. And I think you go out and you make our defense even more incredible. You go out and you sign. I'd like to draft Rousseau to replace Ingram. Um, because I don't think we're going to get J.J. Watt. I'll ask you about that in a minute. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I think you can go in any direction. I'm just hoping to be right so I can rub it in everyone's face. when I There you go, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad strategy. If you're wrong, it's like, oh, right. well, hopefully this works. 
If you're right, you're right. the, you we were the one that was right. <laughs> the lone voice. I'm usually the lone yeah. voice. And, and here's, I'm going to throw another one that is a lone voice. And, and they, the, the guys on the podcast shoot me down. And you are the voice of optimism in America. So come on. Her, Herbert, we do our best. Sophomore slump? Question mark? No way. Here's, here's, what, here's, no the, here's way. why. Here's what I think sophomore slumps come from, right? Um, you, you're a, a talent. Not, no, nobody really knows exactly what you're going to do. And you have a great rookie year. You stay in that same system. And nothing changes around you. And then other teams are, are a little bit more prepared. Um, and I think that Justin, everyone's like, oh, man, we got a new new offense, new coordinator. He, he, why do we keep doing this to him? But I, I think it will help to, to kind of deflect some of that sophomore slump potential. No one knows. We, don't, we, we, like, we love the, what he did his rookie year, but now we don't even know what offense he's going to be running this next year. So there's not really a way to, to put your finger on it. Um, he was great under pressure. So I, I, I potentially see defenses saying, Hey, that's not the way to get to this guy. He's got legs. He can get out of the pocket. So I see a lot more four man rushes with kind of exotic, weird half field coverage, um, route, route matching type of defenses to try to catch him off. Um, but that's where you have to have a great running game. If they're only going to have four guys come in with six in the box, um, we have to be able to run and to be able to run, you got to have an offensive line. So um, we know that that needs to be addressed, but I, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a drastic sophomore slump. Uh, the, the kid's smart enough. He can adjust. Um, I think the talent that we saw in decision-making, uh, that doesn't go away. So I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a big sophomore slump. No, and especially because if anything, that's one of the biggest things that Staley has been touting is that they are building this offense around Herbert. They are, they know what his strengths are. They know whatever his weaknesses might be. They know what those are and they, at least from what he has told us, and that's all I can take from that is just what he has said, that they will build this offense around him because, I mean, dude, dude's rookie of the freaking year. The guy, how many records did he break? Like, how could he how could he regress in any way, shape, or form after having that kind of a performance in the rookie season and, and having it in a situation where we all knew that he didn't have the first-team reps? He was playing with backups, and that's who he made look good. He made Tyron Johnson look good. He made Jalen Guyton look good. And so now he's going to have an entire offseason to work with the starters and just build that relationship with those teams. I don't see that regressing in one in, in any way, shape, or form. Hashtag blessed. How good is it? In, 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 in Telesco, we trust. I mean, I joined, I, I started supporting the Chargers because of Rivers. What a legend. And enjoy your retirement. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully come back as a coach. But my God, to, to jump from that luxury straight to Herbert. Jesus. We didn't yeah. even get, we only got one game of Turod before they purposely stabbed him in the chest. And um, so. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, it's, we, the Game of Thrones them right off the team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's exciting. Um, guys, you know, I've got one last um, thing for you. I want I want everyone's opinion. I want your valuable opinion on this. JJ, what? We signing him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally think that they're going to have a bromance out in Pittsburgh. I think that they're going to make a push for him. He doesn't need money. He's already kind of come out and said, I'm not going to sign where I'm just going to get the most money. I want to go somewhere I can win. Um, and they have a team. Uh, until that collapse late in the season, they were playing great. Um, so I that's what I think. I just think it, it makes sense. The guy's going to be closer to home. Uh, he's going to get to play with his brothers. He's late in his career. He's at a franchise that wins a lot. So I don't think he's going to come out west um, to L.A., I just I don't I don't see it happening and I don't I don't know I don't see it happening yeah I think it would be a beautiful thing to see what on that line um can it happen I won't rule it out as a possibility of happening I 
anything is possible right now in this offseason with every other team's cap uh, limit being lowered. Uh, money is going to have to be, everybody's going to be a little bit more stingy with where they're spending their money. So um, Pittsburgh is an, is a possibility because he's got the other Watt brothers out there. And I can absolutely see that being a match made in heaven. I don't know what their cap space is. I hear it's not too great. Um, and I, I mean, there are other opportunity, uh, teams out there that he might be a good fit for chargers is absolutely one of them. Um, I can only imagine how big the fan base would grow getting JJ Watt. Um, we're already growing with Justin Herbert, and I know like the fight for LA is a real thing. So if we were to get JJ Watt, like I can, I just imagine our fan base exploding because he's beloved across the entire nation. I, I mean, or across the entire league, I should say, because uh, it's it's JJ Watt. I mean, he he just he does so much for not just the team, but for the communities that he goes to. Yeah. So um, we haven't really had that big flash LA signing yet. You know what true. I mean? Like we haven't we haven't just splashed the pot to get that guy that's going to be. And we we've done it through the draft. We have the Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Like we have the guys, but we have never done it really in free agency. Go and make that big move to put you on the map in LA. Uh, get you some of those primetime games and things like that. Uh, so I get it's possible. I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I, it's not. That's not really our style. No, well, I, I'm really interested yeah. because Coupon Tom always finds he finds really good value players to draft. Uh, sorry to sign, and then nails it quite often in the draft and builds as a team. Whereas Staley's coming out of a Rams team who have splashed it, who have gone, mm-hmm. you know, balls deep to go and get mm-hmm. those players. So does he influence yeah. Tom Telesco? Uh, no, he doesn't get JJ Watt. So uh, I, I don't think so. I think you're spot on. He'll end up with with the Steelers. But um, it'll be a nice, be a bit like the uh, Brady situation, whereby we flirt all off season and then he goes to the other yeah. team. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, we'll be we'll be in the headlines and never end up actually signing the guy. Always the bridesmaid. So true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure having Charger Chat. Uh, come hijack us. Um, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Bulldog, for, for joining me. And uh, can't wait to have you on. Guys, go subscribe. Go listen to these guys. They know what they're talking about. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're just Charger, thanks for having Charger us. Chat Pod on Twitter uh, and Instagram. And then, yeah, anywhere you can get your podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us anywhere and just uh, bathe in the positivity (laughs) that we bring. Loving it. Thank you, boys. (laughs) Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Right. Well, you know, now we're back, guys. Um, We've we've, we've wrestled our podcast away from uh, the hijackers that took it away from us temporarily. So, uh, you know, back to some normality. I've got my my faithful back. Guys, anyone got any uh, other off-season tidbits that that they're burning questions or desires to talk about no just looking forward to the draft it's weeks away i think until then i'm just going to be trying to catch as as many pro day videos that i can find just no combine man it's just it's just weird like it's completely understandable and i agree with the decision but i really enjoy just sitting there for the entire like three days and just three or four days and just watching Watching Men in Pants. Exactly. I, I agree, 100%. <laughs> John, you got anything you want to add? I, I, I'm just really excited right now about everything that's going on. Um, and with the, you know, the, this time of year is one of the most exciting times for me uh, with, with all the draft prospecting. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, trying to get some, my hands on as much footage of some of these guys that I like. But 
I just, you know, w- without the combine and without some of these traditional days, I think it's, you know, we know so little about what um, Telesco wants to do, you know, come draft day. And we're always quasi surprised about what his plan is that I think this year we're going to be even more in the weeds without, you know, with the way COVID's kind of messed up this this uh, off season for the for the NFL in general. So it's going to be an interesting draft season. So I'm excited for the draft season, but that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, and listeners, you know, followers, get involved, subscribe for more content. We're going to be analysing all the different positions in the draft. We're going to look at a deeper dive into free agency as we delve into it um, and start looking at players that we we think could be a fit at every single position in, in great depth. Um, so, you know, to summarise, we are signing JJ Watt to play left tackle. <laughs> we are signing Cam Newton to play tight end and replace Hunter Henry. And we are definitely definitely re-signing Anthony Lynn to be the head coach assistant of quality control um, guys where can you be found on the socials at endzone85 you can find me at adroid airs hashtag audible chocolate and you can find me at UKLA Chargers. the podcast can be found at charged up pod and you can find me at bez the spaniard can't wait to get hear from you get in touch get some questions in especially about who you're interested in free agency and who you're looking forward to drafting punter in the first round anyone <laughs> Bez, <Oof>. please <laughs> stop <laughs> uh, clowny to the moon <laughs>